Today on Book of the Day, we discuss the art of courtly love. Another way to put it, sexy time in the palace. Steve and I are going to get down and get funky with the tutors. Stay tuned. <laughs> Catherine and Jane and Catherine and Catherine. What do they all have in common? Some guy named Henry who couldn't keep his knickers buttoned. It's those wacky daffy tutors. And we're here with uh, wacky daffy Steve Donahue, book critic at large. Steve, what is going on in the palace? Hello, everybody. I want to stress here for purposes of NDAs that may still be outstanding that my producer's introduction in no way referred to my relationship with Bessie Blount before or after her relationship with King Henry VIII. Oh, my goodness. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure we're clear on that. <laughs> She's got her own life. She's made her own decisions. <laughs> Stop the presses. <laughs> we are talking about Lucy Wooding's big, wonderful new history called Tudor England that means to look panoramically at what it was like to live during this most celebrated century in English history. What it was like to live, what it was like to make a living or be somebody's boss or be somebody's employee or be somebody's wife or somebody's widowed aunt. What it was like to live by the river or have a small farm holding. What it was like to do that. Be a radio producer for, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so um, with that yeah. approach, there's a problem with writing a big fat book that wants to do that. And I think you can see what the problem is right away. The problem is my abs. <laughs> that is the problem. In a nutshell, that is the problem. My producer and I want to have a conversation on vintage sports cars or the latest in advances in weather forecasting Certainly. or how tipping. And in the course of all of those conversations, you and he and basically, let's be fair, everybody just feels drawn to my abs. <laughs> make our best efforts not to talk about them. I understand that. I sympathize. But they're going to be there. They're going to be pulling at you the whole time. That's the problem. The problem with Lucy Wooding's Tudor England is my abs. <laughs> we had recommended we were going to pay for ab reduction. Her version of my abs is the Tudors. <laughs> the Tudors themselves. The gaudiest, most interesting kings and queens in the history of humankind who aren't the normal population. They never were the normal population. They never did anything normal in their lives. They represent one tiny sliver of one tiny percent of the population. They would have dined at the restaurants our Mater D talked about yesterday. <laughs> so, it's maybe. Other historians have tried to do this. Historians always try to do this. They try to say, you know, the, the gaudy procession of wives and princes, the, the wars with France, the, all that sort of stuff. What about the ordinary people in this time? Who? We have plenty of information <laughs> about them. There's as much information about them as we could want right. in a pre-modern time. What about them? And plenty of historians have tried to do what Lucy Wooding tries to do here. And the problem is my abs. <laughs> the problem is that neither publishers nor readers ultimately want that. 
they'll, they'll take a little of it. They'll take a little digression from the elephant in the room. They want you to come back to Bloody Mary, you know, or or King uh, Queen Elizabeth the First, you know, a great Gloriana, and all the different tumults in her reign. They want you to come back to that. Anne Boleyn was a barrel of laughs. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wasn't common she didn't have common experiences she didn't even have a common execution no <laughs> it's i put i have a lot of sympathy for for lucy wood and she does a great job in this book but ultimately she can't stay away from the stars at the center of the show how can you no, leave all this how can you leave all this <laughs> Every once in a while, a specialist tutor historian will write a book that studiously avoids that parade. There was a famous one. Almost <sighs> a famous. Well, you get the problem that you get. Almost a century ago, a famous historian wrote a book on the Tudor Constitution. And you're snoozing already. <laughs> Riveting. Pinch me. <laughs> groundbreaking work. It's unbelievably important Should... understanding the time and also our own time. Yeah. Only specialists read it. Nobody else. <laughs> Nobody else. Another massive work of Tudor scholarship, the stripping of the altars. It, it, it describes in great detail and impinges on an incredibly important historical event a secular head of state deciding to make himself a religious figure out of the blue and imposing that on an extremely traditional religious population. How do you go about doing that? You can't burn everybody. How do you go about doing it? The stripping of the altars is an unbelievably important and fascinating work yeah. for the 10 people who've read it <laughs> because everybody else wants to read about Henry slowly gaining weight. <laughs> or, or about the indiscretions of Catherine Howard right. or about what a miser Henry VII was or about how weird Henry's son was until he died very young or that yeah. sort of thing they want to read about you know a courtier shooting a dog they don't want to read about what justices did in Warwickshire <laughs> any given on any given month it's a horrible problem your patrons I think you mentioned that you have this book we do in the library system. Yep, your patrons are going to have to deal with that. You just, <laughs> those of you who are interested in this book, you're going to have to deal with that. You might tell yourself that you know royalty can go to heck, and I am interested in what the you know the corn factors were saying. In this <laughs> but not only does Lucy Wooding not stay interested in that subject, but I want you to search your heart deeply because. The truth is, you aren't interested in that subject. <laughs> you are a little, but you aren't 800 pages worth of interest. No, in a pamphlet would have been great. A pamphlet would have been. <laughs> so. so you're just going to have to face that. This is a lot better a, a Tudor history book than most of them are, because at least it tries to give you a panoramic view. It, it tries and succeeds in giving nice, you a panoramic It's a nice cover. It's, it's a wonderful work of big, ambitious, popular history. It it takes you seriously as a reader. But on, at almost every chapter, at almost every turn of the book, you are going to be faced with the problem of my abs. <laughs> that and we want the Kardashians. <laughs> we want the Kardashians. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going, I'm neither going to confirm nor deny whether or not the Kardashians are also fascinated by my abs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
you've got you've got someone who's trying to tell a story and right over here is the most fascinating story in human history what do you do in a situation like that what do you do it, that's the that's the uh the rough passage that this book is trying to thread mm. lot you your readers your readers who love reading history will know that that is a common problem that historians have very common uh, uh, an ancient history a historian of the ancient world will be utterly fascinated in a subject that concerns us all the beginning of books on paper but right alongside that subject <laughs> literally right alongside it in the palace are some of the most dysfunctional pharaohs in history <laughs> so the common problem of the historians are the commoners <laughs> <laughs> just a weird, you know, I mean. the, the idea, the billing here is that the commoners led will, that a book about them will be interesting to people because we're all commoners. So you'll want to know what would what was a workday like for an ordinary person in Tudor England? Yeah. What how was their life complicated if they had a bad abdominal pain? What did they do? What was the first thing they did? The second thing they did? The third thing they did? How likely were they to die of it? That's all fascinating. It's good. It is fascinating, and we have <laughs> enough information so that we can sort of dig around at what the answers are. You're just, any reader of history is going to know, you're just going to have to fight that fight. Because Lucy Wooding and her publishers and you, you're all looking over your shoulder <laughs> the whole time. Wanting to know, all right, while this was going on, any chance of maybe... <laughs> I don't suppose uh, you could include a shot from the National Enquirer <laughs> of the of the day. <laughs> that's, oh, dear. That's the, uh, the, the long and the short of this Yeah. Book. If you want to lose yourself in Tudor, in atmospheric Tudor history, that you won't get a better book this year than this. Just have to be aware that tension is there. At, <laughs> hats off to Lucy Wooding that she doesn't just wholesale give into it. Sure, her publisher would have said yes. She doesn't do that. So, th so this book goes as far as the moat <laughs> and no further. It doesn't go into the palace at all. We're just taking it right to the barricades. <laughs> well, it spends plenty of time in the palace. It did happen. <laughs> but you get a lot of time elsewhere. Okay. And that's, that's great. So well worth your time as an undertaking if you're sitting <laughs> on the shelf and wondering. Oh, my. I'm hearing the words, bring out your dad. All right, so we will uh, we will wrap it up there, everybody. Book of the Day is brought to you Monday through Friday as a service of CPL Radio and made possible by the friends of the Cedarburg Public Library. We love him. He's Steve Donahue. <laughs> I'm Jeff Messerman, and we will see you back here tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye.